the segue to Trade HQ because uh, the club before and after the game were very adamant that Roughhead is going nowhere. But like you said last week, Jay, it was just weird that we were talking about that his future before the season was over. They've clearly fixed that in the last 48, 72 hours. Well, it was Clarko himself who left the door open. He was the one who made a story about this when he said, look, Ruffy's got different options. One of them is to go to another club. If he, at that point, said what he said last night, he's staying, he's not going anywhere, then it wouldn't be a story. So really it come from the coach in the first place. I mean, he's not playing unbelievable footy, Ruffy. So on, on the field, I think next year, there will be some question mark about his spot in the team. That will be a discussion. But really off the field, he would he adds so much, and especially to a new club, I think he would bring so much as well. So clubs will still ask about him in the next couple of weeks, but Clarko was emphatic uh, last night, and, and or two nights ago, and said probably what he should have said three weeks ago. Yeah, he was really, really firm on it, wasn't he? The question put to him was that if there were any more discussions that needed to be had, he he gave a flat no, the discussions have been had and he'll be playing next year. 100%, he said. 100%. So it was was interesting, though, to hear him then talk about what they do need to add in terms of, you know, growing their bottom six organically, which we know how valuable a bottom six at a club is. Is um, but he he just held nothing back, Clarko, in their you know aspirations to trade, draft, do whatever you know, free agency. Well, they've look. missed Tom Lynch, but they had a well. philosophy up until this year that they would never spend more than six hundred and ninety thousand dollars a year on a player. If it didn't have a six in front of it, forget it. it was their mantra. That's why they didn't look at Dusty. But when Tom Lynch became available, they they clearly. Well, I know this. They they decided to change philosophy. They didn't get him, but they they have a new philosophy that they're prepared to pay eight nine hundred for a player. So is his name Dylan Shield? Uh, I am not sure he'll go to Hawthorne because he commands a one point two million dollars salary as well. So I don't think Hawthorne will be in that ballpark. I want the one from left field for the Hawks could be Darcy Moore. He is not a one point two million dollar player, by the way. Oh, I think Carlton have got that already written out on a big novelty size check. I mean, right, he's a great player. I, I went out. I drove past before. Steve Silvani's out there, out the front, <laughs> waving it around, like Come a Domino's on, guy Dylan. with the big sign at yeah. the traffic lights. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. You know when you go, you pull up at the lights and those people wash your windscreens. <laughs> Dylan Shear, a Royal Parade, pulls up and then Sauce comes across. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Dylan, he would look good in the Carlton jumper. Darcy, they've been uh, on him for years. Darcy Moore is the one who could come from left field because if anything, Hawthorne do need that. That bolstering up the spine. You know, James Frawley, how long has he got left? Roughhead's coming to an end. Sorry, so, Darcy Moore to Hawthorne. Well, I'm just saying it could emerge from left oh, field. Oh, hello. But they won't pay a first-round pick for him. It would have to be a second-round pick. and I mean, he's unsigned at Collingwood, and you'd have to think it's That's got a real... That's the first time I've heard that. That is a... What about Paddy McCartan? I think he's also gettable. I think, oh, wow. I think, this, is, I think, this is new. We've buried Hang the on. <laughs> I think Paddy is, is, is frustrated within himself about his development and the game plan at St Kilda. It's not, it's not all a happy situation uh, down there. So, right. um, How much sp- of it's his own appetite to work, though, as opposed to the development system and that, that he's been exposed to? He needs to work harder. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, diabetes is a bit of an issue yes. there. But St Kilda having a very open and mind. but... And concussions. And Kilda having a very open mind. It would not shock me at all if he left this footy club at the end of the year, Paddy McCartan. To Geelong. No, I okay. would. I think that's less likely at this stage. Right. Have you got a club? I wonder. I wonder about Sydney. I know his brother's up oh. there, and he would potentially have to knock out his uh, brother's spot. His brothers, they don't need 
Tommy. Okay. Yeah. Brother's a gun. I think well, he will be. I think he could be on the move, Paddy. Okay. But Stephen May, mm. it is just bizarre, this, this uh, story going around that they could tear up his contract and make him a free agent mm. and therefore they get more draft picks. If that happens... I'll write it down as the 27th disgraceful thing to happen this year out of AFL House. <laughs> I don't that think that will not happen. happen. That will not happen. Well, no. where's that coming uh, from? Otherwise, everyone would just sort of do, do that. But it's worth, <laughs> I guess, chatting about. I think you'll be at Collingwood. Uh, oh, Stephen boy. May, uh, they're gunning hard for him. It's just, it's just the price tag. So in terms of what are they willing to give up, I think it'll be somewhere in between one and two first-round picks. So maybe one first-round pick and a couple of players like Adam Oxley, I don't know, maybe not James Aish, but that fringe type. Mm. Um, but uh, Collingwood have ruled out uh, parting two first-round picks for Stephen May. I He'd heard, be perfect for the back line. I heard Kane Corn say there'll be 40 players change clubs out of the 800 in the comp in this upcoming meat market. Jared Pollock, Lauren, will be one of those. It was interesting on the weekend, almost revealing that Port never made him an offer. Yeah, it was a weird one, wasn't he? He did, did an interview with the Nightly News, I think, wasn't it, over in Adelaide? I think maybe Channel well, 9 News. AW, or, oh, sorry, he, Channel he, 10. And then he did. He took to AW. Yeah. So we know that he wants to get to North Melbourne. But it was a little, I wouldn't quite call it a drive-by, a but it was a little bit of a nugget that yeah. sort of threw under the radar a bit, wasn't it? Well, maybe because they just figured the money was, you know, way too much. But anyway, so he's going to North, Jay. Is that we lock that in? Yeah, and Chad Wingard is the really interesting one. So St Kilda, uh, yeah, or the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs, all the Bulldogs. Good there. Couldn't rely, couldn't rule out Hawthorne either on that front. Why would they get rid of a player of oh, his quality? It is, it is that is such a good question, and I just don't know whether they're happy with his attitude or his his work ethic, his mindset, whether he cares enough. You know, that, that's, that sort of thing. I mean, he's clearly a very talented player, but uh, clubs are inquiring about him. And if he does land at uh, St Kilda or Western Bulldogs, there'd be huge pickups in them. But you have to question Port Adelaide's whole build because they bring in Motlop, Watts and Rockliffe, Rockliffe and now they're potentially in Trengove. Oh, no, they lost Trengove. Sorry, now they're bringing in. Excuse me. <laughs> now they're losing. Trouble. Give up, Clarkie. Wingard. Anyway. Uh, Lauren, have we got any other trade HQ or can we move on? Uh, well, I think there's a bit of talk about Aaron Hall, Jay, oh, across yeah. this, that he could be off to north as well. So yep. it sounds like well. that war chest is finally opening. Finally. They just needed to get one, didn't they? But you wonder if the biggest story on this front, even if, say, Gaff, Hall and Pollock go to North Melbourne, does that cost them Josh Kelly? I can't see them getting those three players. And then Josh next year. Well, I don't know. Like it's it would be a Harry Houdini act if they can get those three guys and then add Josh yeah. Kelly and a million dollars. Well, Richmond have done it with Lynch. We were remiss not to mention Josh Kelly, weren't we? Their best player missing that game against Collingwood. Jeez. You lose a soldier, you get a soldier. Oh, mate. he's not just a soldier, mate. He's uh, he's got four stripes. He class. He's I've, a gun. Just quickly on on him, right? If they're going to trade him, we've heard about um, players being worth two first round draft picks. Would Josh Kelly be the first player in AFL history to be worth three first-round draft picks? Oh, um, you're usually the, the calculating man, but off the top of my head, I don't think that would be overs. Having watched what? him <laughs> well, live at Lauren the SCG on sa- last four. Saturday, she gets it, Mick. He he is <laughs> just a freak. You who did you call a freak before? Scott Pendlebury, I think it was. He Josh <laughs> Kelly. We I know we talk about in the media of who's a star and who's a superstar. Yeah. There's not, there's not only a few in the competition. Well, right. Freak is probably okay, just about well, another category, and Josh Kelly is one. I think one. Uh, Jay and Lauren can apply for work at Gold Coast Suns <laughs> and completely butcher a list. Their, well, Chris uh, Judd was three worth three first round picks for one player. Yeah, Chris Judd was worth what was it? Uh, pick three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Josh Kennedy. Yeah, and how'd that work out? For and Carlton, well, by the pick way? sixteen or something. Yeah. Um, anyway.
No players worth three first-round picks. Just sort of okay. throw it up. Talk about the Cats trading time. situation. <laughs> yeah, actually, talk to us about this, Jay, because I know you've written the it um, for the Herald Sun, the picks. This is something that I have really struggled to understand in recent years and loopholes and, yep. and pick trading and all this sort of stuff. So can you just give it to us? Obviously, we're heading into trade period pretty shortly. Um, there's a lot of news around around picks and, and players and moving and all that sort of stuff. So can you just give it to us in layman's terms yeah. of how this actually works? It's taken me five days and 20 phone calls, uh, including <laughs> Five back to the same person to work this out. <laughs> They're horrible, aren't they? The well, sorry, yeah. me again. We really need to just sort <laughs> this out. Explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now about that thing you said earlier. Um, anyway, so what happens is uh, you are only restricted on trading your future first round pick. So any uh, any club who has had uh, less than two first round picks in the past four previous drafts, like Geelong, like or from next year could possibly. Pe- Possibly this could affect Geelong, mm-hmm. depending on what they do this trade period. But really, it doesn't. It doesn't. It will never impact your first round pick in this year's draft. So you could still trade this year's first round pick ten years in a row. Right. No dramas. What it does is it could stop you from trading your future first round pick. That's what they get a little bit scared about. It's to stop sort of haphazard blowing yourself up. Yeah, Gold list. Coast Sun style. Exactly. But really, there's a massive loophole in this anyway because there's a there's a disclaimer, and that is you can. <laughs> still get special exemption anyway under <laughs> under application so uh, it, it does really it doesn't so, matter so the whole thing's just a joke is what you're saying really. well, it's like the free agency compensation system that we don't we don't know what it is we'll just tell you the secret herbs and spices yeah, the same one they used yeah. to come up with the 18 meter goal square favorite color of the AFL it is gray. Re- yeah <laughs> it is really hard to to restrict the club's trading when you go back over the past 10 years and see that the most successful club in the, in the past 10 years Hawthorne mm. Done it exactly that way by trading. So, yeah. you know, they're the gold standard, and you're trying to restrict exactly what they want to do. There's it's... only one thing that makes good footy clubs, and that is good people. You can have more picks than a box of confetti, but mm. if you don't have the right people, and I'm talking about the Gold Coast Suns again and Carlton up until recently, they started to sort it out in the boardroom, etc. I'm Andrew Rule, the host of the podcast A Life and Crimes. Here, are some of the things that we've been talking about the last few weeks. The brutal truth is that when you start looking at it, they always kill or injure a lot more than each other. The professional hitman used to be a professional hitman. Evil strikes in all forms, but particularly as stupidity. Life and Crimes is available wherever you get your podcasts.